0: Welcome to Cooperville, the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. Subscribe, get updates, feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Check, 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 one, check, check.
1: Welcome to Cooperville.
0: Make sure you use a coaster.
2: It is the Welcome to Cooperville podcast and Twitch from Quarantine Sessions. Thank you all for jumping back on board. The preaching Recon, we're going to get into it today. It's going to be fantastic. All day. We're going to get into it. First things first, though, uh, special thanks out to Midwest Meals, MidwestMeals.com. Please remember that promo code COOPER at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. They do ship nationwide, and we're talking about healthy meals, ready to go. Pop them in the microwave and 13 rotating meals they have right now. So you go onto the website, you pick out your meals. Uh, you get your order in by Friday, and then on Monday, they ship them out nationwide. So no matter where you are, you get your macros counted, you know what's going into your body, and uh, easy cleanup, which is my favorite part of it. MidwestMeals.com. Promo code, again, is COOPER at checkout for 10% off. Also, Violent Gentlemen Hockey Club representing today. Sorry, reverse camera. Uh, ViolentGentlemen.com, uh, Hockey season, maybe. Maybe they'll be the only sport that finishes. We'll see how... Cool. We'll, see. we'll see how the rest of the world plays out here. But uh, violentgentleman.com, we have uh, 15% off your order uh, there. They also have the enforced social distancing line out. Uh, the ladies' gear is awesome. Uh, check it out, violentgentleman.com, promo code COOPERVILLE15. And, of course, my friends at Monster Energy, always providing the uh, uh, the go-go juice to get me through uh, early morning workouts, afternoon podcasts, and a 10-year-old. It really is uh, it, it's what keeps my pulse. Pulsating, uh, yeah, it keeps me rolling. And what we, uh, what I want you to check out is the new uh, thermogenic line from Rain Body Fuel, proud monster product. And the jalapeno strawberry is is the bomb thermogenic. So you get that fat burning addition to uh, energy and your BCAAs and all other sorts of good stuff. Hashtag Monster podcast. Carlos Javier, yes, my friend, is on the stream. How you doing, sir?
0: Doing all right. How about yourself, Coop?
2: You know, I was. Um, I was reminiscing back on our previous conversation, which happened uh, back in November. It was episode number 41 of the podcast. And, you know, we we went on. I mean, it was awesome to get a chance to hear your story. Uh, I, I think we closed in almost or just over two hours of uh, of conversation. Wow. Um, and, you know, you look back at that time, and this is, uh, you know, nine months, nine months ago, and just how different of a, a world that we live in. Oof. I mean, it's... It, 2020, you know, you always get that, um, you know, New Year's happens and it's all, yeah, New Year, New You. I mean, I think maybe you and I operate a little differently because we don't, you know, yeah. specifically target. subscribe me. to that crap. This is when I'm going to get my life together in the middle of right, January right. in Wisconsin. <laughs> no, uh, but, you know, a lot of people, that's how you ring in the New Year and you uh, you let go of the previous year. And then 2020 came nice. in and, and it started with Kobe and then the world yeah, went yeah.
0: to shit. Oh, my God. Don't <laughs> remind me.
2: It's been tough, don't man.
0: Um, sorry. I'm just trying to, you know, here's the deal scoop. I'm bringing it back the nineties. I'm not sure if you figured that out yet. There's, um, I
2: love the color, man. Bringing color back into the, into look, the Hold on, hold on. I'm
0: not done yet. Oh, look
2: at this guy. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> My life got turned upside down. <laughs> yeah, you're Will Smithing it up in here. I I'm love gonna t- it. Listen, I'm going to tell you how
0: I became the Prince of Oakland. <laughs> Ooh, like it, like it. Like it, like it, like it.
2: But you know, we've, um, uh, we, we've, we've touched base here and there. I you know we've, we've both, you know, not just on a, uh, a work level or a kind of life trajectory level, things have, have altered for us, but uh, on many different levels. It's been, it's been a wild year, but you still are uh, kind of still got the world by the short and curlies and, and, and getting after it and, and building new things and starting new businesses. And, you know, in a time where a lot of people are kind of tucking their tail, and, uh, um, yeah. and, and, hiding from, you know, the, the scary viruses and scary people and, you know, with cans and cannot do's and, and who's running what and masks and all the other yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. that's going on. But, but you seem to have it, uh, you know, you're on a roll, man, doing stuff. Well,
0: you know, I'll, I'll tell you this, too. um, if you remember the last podcast, I, um, uh, my whole life has been all about restructuring. My whole life has been all about, uh, transformation, rebuilding, reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um. You know, you're if you're not out there learning or trying to know more about whatever it is that you find interesting, then you're never going to become or get that much closer Mm. to finding out what it is that uh, makes you tick, you know, that that, uh, you know, that gives you the all the warm and fuzzies inside, like, man, I finally found something that I feel good about, you know. So, Mm. um, like history history has always shown us that it repeats itself over and over again so there's plenty of information plenty of stuff that we can go back and look at and say how did how did a guy during the depression the depression in the United states mm. make the most money how did you know how did a, how do collection agencies end up making more money during um, recessions you know mm-hmm. how uh, it's how do people do things right so um covid it is how's how swearing in your podcast are you guys sure oh, it's fucking the, it's,
2: it's my fucking the fuck fucks? <laughs> what the fuck fucks man all fucks all okay.
0: day covid fuck shit up let's just say yeah. that mm. um covid you know threw a screw a wrench a sink and every fucking thing it could into families and to businesses and to everything um so as you know before my main goal in life my mission was um public speaker author, Mm -hmm. um, social media influencer, uh, build a brand, create, you know, media content, social media content um, to give value to the public, give value to people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a sad world out there before COVID and after COVID. It's a sad world. You know, teenagers, young adults turn stress into anxiety Mm -hmm. issues. They turn sadness into into depression issues it you know sadness and stress are like this thin this fine line away from becoming depression anxiety Mm -hmm. you know it's it's just this close so when you teeter that to that edge to that cliff you can jump be my guess and jump all you want yeah you know what's going to happen. You're done, right? You jump, you're going to hit rocks, whatever the hell it is, but you're done. God willing, I mean, God hopefully, you knock yourself unconscious before you hit the ground. You know, that's that's the best situation. Right. But what's the alternative? Go back to the shit you left. Go back to that and, you know, because both, it's a rock and a place, right? It sucks because you're going to die going that way and you're pretty much losing your soul the other way. So what the fuck do you do? Mm. What do you do? Very, very fucking simple. You have to think about what it is that i can do at this moment in time to try to prevent myself from fucking losing it mm. now i'm not saying drinking smoking doing drugs partying, having sex you know getting into freaking netflix binges you know living in this world of not reality and soaking yourself in video games whatever you can do it but don't expect to feel better at the end i mean be my guest it has its expiration date but uh, if you really want to get down on the come down take it from someone like you, take it from someone like me. You're going to have to, you're going to have to put the big boy pants on and start doing the things that you know you should be doing, but you're not doing. You start shoveling the shit that you don't want to shovel because you're too good for it or whatever the hell your ego tells you or whatever the depression or sadness is. And then start getting to the real cruts of what you have to do because that step forward, it sucks at the moment in time, but like... You know, you get no reward from playing video games and living in another fantasy. You will get a reward from putting in the work after you do this. And um, COVID showed me that and when it when it comes down to the come down, and I think you realize a lot of people realize this, mm. um, we're fucked. I mean, you know, the government can only do so much. Your neighbors can only do so much, but they're protecting themselves. They're taking care of themselves and their, their family. Um, your family can only do so much because mm. they're looking out for themselves. Right. You know, it's you, whoever you're living with, which be your loved one or if not yourself or whatever kids that you have. But that is it. You're not getting food. Listen, remember that? We could not only, only buy a gallon of milk, bro. Mm. Two egg, two cartons of eggs. And that's if you're lucky. Bread, if you were lucky. Toilet paper, if you were lucky. All these things that we took for granted, gone but overnight. Mm. And who's going to take care of you? Who? So are you going to sit in that depression? Are you going to jump over the cliff? If you're going to jump over the cliff. You know, with all due respect, I've I've thought of it. I've been there plenty of times. I've hit rock bottom, as you know, 101 times. But at the end of the day, um, it's an easy way out. And we all know the outcome of that. I'd rather put my chips in on, you know, going all out and seeing what happens. If I end up dead, then I end up dead. But at least I threw all my chips in.
1: Right. And I
0: did whatever I could to get to where I wanted to go. And, um, you know, after covid shit at the fan, I hit rock bottom really, really quick or short snaps at the time. Never thought I'd do it at 36, but it happened. And um, this is what I invented. I said, you know what? Screw it. I have the tools. I create my own content. I know the market of videography out there is over. It's, it's, it's overrated. uh, Not a lot of creativity uh, overpriced. Like you could read about. And um, I'm not going to shoot for charter TV. I'm shooting for social media. I'm shooting for people's uh, engagement traffic. You know what I'm talking about? That's what I did. I created a media company.
2: Yeah, there's um you know, and we'll get into a lot about what what's out there in in social media world and in kind of the, the the new world order that I think even before covid um you know it oh, yeah. was was pretty prevalent with uh with social media and, and, and how that even probably more so now because people are so entranced in their devices and again that that's a that's a, a teeter totter in itself because you can get into this sense of escaping reality, you know, when oh, yeah. when you're on a platform, and you fall down the rabbit hole, and um, any in the the types of things that you're putting into your brain just by consuming that kind of content, and we can uh, diverse on that, you know, a little bit. But I, I do think that when you have stressful situations, and you add uh, this real sense of waking up every day and not really having a clue what you can and can't do. Yeah. And where you can and can't go and what is and isn't available, you know. The structure of of kind of how humanity has has really, you know, been very prosperous overall for the past forty years is the structure. You know, the kids go to school, mom and dad work or you know, single parent, even that, you know, you you're you're separated and that's what makes things kind of work is you're not together 24 7 you know the kids are out learning you know getting that super important you know social interaction you know how they deal mm-hmm. with other human beings you know when they're put in a situation um, at, at school uh, you know parents adults you know kind of structured to you know, i do not necessarily say go to a job because i'm not a huge you know nine to fiver advocate I, I think there's there's more to life than that but i mean in the in the structure of the world using that as a baseline the parents were were gone even if you had a stay-at-home mom or you you know whatever your situation was there was always this this separation of uh, yeah. of family and that's what made I think things like weekends and and dinner time you know those those were the moments where you got to you know reconnect with your family after being gone for say eight hours nine hours out of the day and this was this, this was this. Weekend, hey, we're gonna do something fun. There's a birthday party, or there's a cookout, or you know, so the, everything is loose. It, it's firmly structured, but when you take all of that away, yeah, and people are home and the kids are home, and now you have to, you know, if you're if you're out of work, you have to figure out, you know how how to make ends meet. You also have to become a teacher, you know, somehow I think I put that on my resume too. I'm like, hey, by the way, I put in a solid two months as a homeschool teacher. I want you to know that's yeah that I'm bullet point that and on the resume. And and just the way the, you know, economy has is been kind of topsy turvy. And then you add on everything else that's going on with uh with protesting and riots and but, you know, murder hornets, you know. <laughs> Just you know, crazy it, shit.
0: I mean, shit. At this point, I'm waiting for the meteor to come and just call them the yeah, ice age. No agents.
2: kidding, right? <laughs> We're Listen, going back in time. <laughs> We're going back.
0: Oh, I feel like you know what? I feel like Robin Williams. <laughs> you know, nanu, new, new I'm just going to start yeah. talking to UFOs at this point to get me the hell right, out of another, here. Right? There's <laughs> another.
2: There's another thing. Like the Pentagon basically came out and said, oh, "Yes, there yes. are crafts not of this world." We cannot explain. And everybody's like, "So do I have to wear a mask? Like what? Like like Dude, we just we listen. just dropped aliens on you, and they're like, man, eh, whatever. That's nothing compared it, to it's COVID."
0: Here's the here. Okay, here's the uh uncut, uncensored reality that your listeners are. Listen, I'm sorry to tell you, you either one accept it, you either one admit it, or you know that it's already a fact. But I. I, you know, I, I coach people slowly Mm -hmm. getting away from that, but there are people out there, couples that are discovering things about themselves or each other that they had no, for years, bro, they've been together for years, had no idea about each other during this COVID thing, you know, talking about, uh, you know, singing in the shower or whatever, or, you know, you know, random farts. I mean, who the hell knows? But these things that mm-hmm. people are like, God, I never knew that. And it's just something as small as, you know, uh, maybe, you know, uh, I don't know, chewing your breakfast or something. And don't noise It's just the, the having to put two people that love each other, but don't have that separation from each other together on a daily basis, day in and day out, um, then throw in children into that. Mm. People who had purposely set up their lives to have the break from children. And not only that, to let someone else take care of them, let someone else raise them, let someone else teach them. So when they come home, all I gotta do is X, Y, Z, go up to your room and be gone, my friends. Mm-hmm. So not having to deal with that. Parents who were unconsciously parenting, they weren't parenting, they were, uh, they were just like zombies, right? Drones, just do this, do that. Kids going nuts in the mall, whatever, whatever. Just, just gotta get home, that. And then you throw in the mix people who found purpose, meaning in their job. Like Mm -hmm. work gave, number one, work gives human beings purpose. Mm -hmm. If you're in North Korea, you will be put to work. If you were a Jewish slave back in the Egyptian day, of Pharaohs, you were put to work. Mm -hmm. If you were in a concentration camp, you were put to work. All I'm saying is every human being has been working since the beginning of time. It gives us purpose, but some people but without work, they don't know what else is left to life. Because right. as far as they were raised or as far as they've grown up, if I do X and I do Y and I do Z, I will get this. It's just follow the system, follow mm-hmm. the, 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 the plan, and you'll get what you want. That's how it works. But when you throw a wrench in that shit and you expect people to, oh, fuck it, what do I do? I listen, I am, this is what I'm built for. This is, my life has been a fucking wrench every boomerang way you can find it. Right. So it's like, shit, I'm comfortable in chaos. I'm totally cool in chaos. But it it just, you know, looking from the outside in, it opened my eyes to how many people, how how fragile people's state is when there's a little hiccup in their routine, a little hiccup in their little, house of cards or whatever you want to call it but in the the castle that they built you know it it, it, i've seen people devastated i mean i've seen i've seen people just the happiest people in the world crushed Mm -hmm. um so you know COVID has brought out a lot of us a lot of things in us that money and all this busyness and that we've tried to just you know Smother, right? Oppress, smother, smother, right. smother. Don't ignore it. Just keep on by Let's do things on weekends. Let's see. let's ignore the fights. Let's ignore. Ignore. Okay, cool. cool, cool, cool. Now we can't ignore. Now we're forced to deal with this. And then on top of that, the risk and danger of society, mm. the information that we're getting every single day that's this or that and the other—it's so conflicting. It's it just makes you realize that the people who are running us, the people who are smarter than us, the people, the leaders that we had, don't know shit. Right? Don't know what the fuck to do. And at the end of the day. They're just um, going, you know, they're doing it day by day as we are. And here we are looking up to them for answers. It's
2: crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, you know, almost, you know, the domino effect, um, you know, when you have that one thing, say, you know, first it starts with the kids being home, then maybe it's a loss of a job, you know, then maybe it's, you know, it's a financial struggle. I, I, I mean, there's, Yes, there. I'm sure there are plenty. There's plenty of people who are. I don't want to say prepared for a situation like this, but this yeah. wasn't going to be the. You know, the stress factor wasn't going to be monetary. It was like, hey, well, we have to maybe move some things around, but we'll you know, we'll we'll get through. And um, but for a lot of people, that was a struggle. I'm. Mean, but there's also a, a certain. My my cousin who was a, who was a former marine, um, and it was been a truck driver since he was truck driver in the Marine during the war. He was uh, in, in drove truck, you know, but so he was always, always working. He, I don't think, I think Mm. he said he was probably a teenager the last time he didn't have a job. And so he went and got, they got furloughed and he was like, and they got on, eventually got unemployment after a a long wait. But he's like, I, this is driving me nuts. He's like, "I, I, 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 and we talked about purpose, you know, with, with working. Yeah, its purpose, it's it's the financial,
1: that financials
2: I mean, of it. It's insurance. It's all the things that having everything. that job, you don't have to really worry about. But then there's also mm-hmm. a mental health issue with it, where you do feel like you don't have a purpose. You you do feel like you need to like I need to get I need to get up and do something. I need to, you know they they built a deck and they put a bunch of, you know, they did a bunch of stuff in their yard and then helping other people with projects. I mean, they, he just, yeah, he's like, I need that's to, the way do to do stuff. It. Yeah.
0: That's how it's done. I mean, I tell, I told people, I said, listen, if you found value in work and your day consisted of waking up, doing what you did, going to work, busting your ass for however many hours, making a buttload load of money, coming home, eating dinner, saying goodnight to the kids, you know, passing out whatever, whatever, doing all over again for however many years. Mm-hmm. Fine, fantastic. You created your empire like that. But, uh, you know, now the king has come and said, um, sorry, all the work that you've done, bye byes, it's all mine. Or, you know what, put it, shut it down, it's over. And, right. you know, it's, it's, if that's all you put value in and meaning, it's time to reinvent yourself. It's right. time to just, to, if you, okay. The routine, you have a family that has a, father or mother or just a, a guardian right that they obviously um you know learn from look up to and and live with every day so they live in this process of a routine uh predictability and that stops the kids are also affected mm-hmm. the, the, the kids are wondering like what what's going on like why it, and then as you know they're processing what's happening you're trying not to be obvious and go along and you know kind of put up a good front but the deterioration of the mind is obvious you can tell by the lack of sleep the bags under your eyes you can tell by the, the irritability you can tell a million ways and kids pick up on that so what what do you do you have to you have to recreate what you find valuable mm-hmm. if work was what made you find you you know gave you purpose well now it's time to show the kids that work and money is not the only way to produce value Right. If you can believe it or not, trying like, for example, what I did, I help people for free. I gave I made videos. I uh, went on social media. I uh, edited it. You know, I spent all my time in doing this for free, obviously, Mm -hmm. to give people value. I've had numerous people send me messages, dude, because of your message, because of this, because of that, because of what I've seen things different. Or thank you. I needed this. I needed that today. Whatever it was. Scott, I had a woman, um, a, a friend of mine, um, her teenage son, her teenage son whose father passed away at a young age, um, is a great kid, don't get me wrong, a very great kid, I'm an example of a, of a kid, but he didn't have a father figure, right? Mm-hmm. So I had no idea that my videos, he was watching, and he was taking them to heart. He said, wow, you know, I look up to this guy, and this guy's dropping some information that I would, I, I've would never heard before, right. and it's very useful. So I just got a message from her saying, you have no idea how much my son values your videos. You have no idea what you've done to affect his life. I mean, it's almost like a father figure just trying to kick it to my son, wisdom and knowledge. I mean, pff, hello. I'm like, I'm at this point and I'm ready to cry at that point. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's that, it's the value that, that you think is valuable because you can show it in tangible material ways is, it's right. baseless. What, listen, one, I forgot what what, it was, what his name was. He's a very famous or is a thought leader. He says everything that you want in life that'll make you happy, that'll give you purpose and meaning is free, hmm. free love, free children, free traveling, free. I mean, whatever you want, it's free.
1: You,
0: you don't you don't need money for it. The question is, what do you put your value? Hmm. What do you apply your uh, uh, you, you know your, your your purpose in life to? So I, I tell people, I say, listen, direct that passion that you had for whatever it was, that your, your job or whatever it was that gave you value, redirect it to something else, like that guy. Build the porch, hey kids, come here, let's just plant a tree, build a house. Mm-hmm. Show them that much intensity that you would do and wake up every day like you would, go and do, don't stop the routine, but right. just do it differently. Yeah. And then you teach the kids the value of things that money will never ever be able to buy, so.
2: Yeah, and I, you know, having watched your videos and stuff and I, I've been posting, you know, workout stuff really for, uh, for myself, you know, I read, you know, read the David Goggins book, uh, can't hurt me. And and it was a lot of it about, you know, accountability. And so, you know, for me, you know, it it was, it started off very self-serving. Like I don't, I don't take rest days. Like I'll, I'll run or I'll flip tires. I'll do shit every single day. And it's not, Mm -hmm. it's just, if I don't, 'Cause there's I think there's been a day, maybe two during all this that, that I didn't and I was like, Well that that's just not how I roll. So yeah. but I've had people and I'm not putting it out there as content to be like, Yeah, yeah. Hey, come, you know, this is how it's done, or rest days are for pussies, or outwork everyone, or you know, that's which is some of my hashtag stuff that I use. For sure, me, sure. it's for me it's self accountability, like, hey, you you did it. But I've had people reach out and say, Damn, dude, like watching you just, you know get up before the sun comes up and go running or you know I'll be I'll run over the bridge in Chippewa and take a picture of the sunrise and and just be like that again Yeah that, I saw that Beautiful. that's free. That was a free, yeah, free. uh free painting <laughs> you know in the sky. That was a free dopamine hit. That was, was. free oxytocin. Free right serotonin. <laughs> <I'm> ca- <laughs> I, mean, hello. I didn't even have to wait to get a bunch of likes on uh on Facebook for <laughs> you know it happened I know, right? momentarily <laughs> but uh but there is something to be said about keeping a routine i think especially when you do have kids in the house and there's a uh, a certain level of them obviously looking up to to you as a, as a as a leader as a as a parent as setting the example for how how things are done i think if you did you know there was a bunch of memes going around early on during covid you know it was all like you know finally the government's telling you to stay home and watch netflix and blah 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 and and i right. i know handfuls of people that that's what they did. They, they had the time and they just, they just chilled. But if you, if you do have youngsters in the house, I mean, it doesn't even mean up to 18, I guess, before you kick their ass out, but if you have somebody who is still learning life and you're trying to teach them the basics during a normal year or during a normal time of life and they they kind of get in, they see, okay, I, you know, my dad gets up and he works out every day and, and you know, they, obviously we eat fairly healthy and, um, you know, we still get to do fun stuff. But how you react during times of crisis, sure. times of, uh, you know, un, uncharted times where, you know, they're pulling kids, they're closing schools down, you know, there's, you know, he, there's places he, for a while he couldn't go inside because, you know, he was too yeah. young and there's places that we didn't have masks so we had to either buy them or, or not go in. So all these these things that are so, even for us as adults are a little bit like, well, that's kind of fucked up. Unprecedented. But for them, they're still like, like, wait a minute, like uh, we used to just be able to go and yeah. do and now we, we can't. So I, I think having that routine, setting that example, still getting after it in whatever capacity. I mean, I found spending more time with my son doing things that he'd never experienced you know he'd never been in a tent camping before we've gone three times already yeah. you know if it was a nice day out and um you know i'd gotten my my business and stuff done i'm like let's let's just go and go to the beach and go see yeah. and go you know i i'll go running and he'll ride his bike i mean i think just trying to make the most out of uh, you know as far as that family relationship goes trying to make the most out of of this time cuz they're and, and i want to get into you know post-COVID and and how we, you know, move on or or continue to grow from what we've learned here. But I think, you know, when you do have the time to use it as using it wisely sounds a little too traditional. I mean, using it to the maximum of its capabilities. If you have a chance to go and do things, all the shit that I just talked about probably costs, you know, going camping three times, uh, going to the beach, uh, maybe I'm a hundred bucks out for probably two weeks of experiences yep. and that's pretty much fruit snacks hey, and beer, you know? And by mm-hmm. the way,
0: you, you, how do I say, it? you went a notch above. You don't even have to do that. I right. mean, God, you know, you got uh, Chippewa river. I don't know what it is over there by, by Phoenix park. I mean, you got, hmm. you got that. You can just walk downtown with your kids. Kids still dude I live on badger avenue um down badger avenue there's a cemetery i don't know what it's called but it's a cemetery right cemetery down badger ave and then behind the cemetery there's like this little woods trail up whatever and then you end up in like all the the, the big sand pits where they just dump all their crap at mm. me and my son go there um every now and then to go on an adventure to go treasure hunting yeah. now treasure hunting is me distracting him in one end while I put quarters in the sand pit on the other end. And then I show him areas like, I think here's a tree. So he digs, and I tell you, the kid lights up like a Christmas tree. Right. Oh, my God, I found treasure. But maybe in an hour, two hours, I have no idea how, how long it lasts. I got the dog with me here. And that is, it was free, by the way. It cost me like maybe $3 yeah. and some change. You know, um, and, you know, he, he he literally found treasure for him. Right. For him, he actually found treasure and he is a pirate, or whatever he is, an adventurer. <laughs> and he went out with Dad, and it was like, you know, crikey, you know, we have the rare animal here. So it, yes. it, it definitely, it he never forgot. Five years old, hmm. stupid things like that. Kids don't need all this stuff. I'm realizing that, or I see. I'm more of a. Um, I like to. Uh, my concept is the more money you make. I mean, the money doesn't buy happiness, of course, but money does buy things that make your life easier to live Mm -hmm. or money can make your life easier to live, which should relieve stress because if your life is easier to live, you should not be as stressed. And if you don't have stress, naturally you should be happier. I mean, that's the goal of it, right? So what's the hell's the sense of making money if you're not happy Mm -hmm. because you obviously have more than the person who's poor, but you're still bitching. So I, I I look at it this way. If, if, uh, if I could buy something, me my wife my son whatever whatever and it makes our lives easier his life easier my life easier by not being needing to do xyz mm. and he's cool with it i'm cool with it shit it's a few bucks less stress is the goal here less stress so during covid stress is at him you know people were i mean they were done you know people were just losing it left and right yep. the money aspect the lack of social uh you know, social um, interaction, mm-hmm. the lack of um, some people would not even go out. You talk about lack of vitamin D, lack of sun. Um, you, you know, so many things we lacked, and yet we're consuming TV, we're eating crap, we're staying stuck in an enclosed environment, and then we're having to react, 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 react to the day, as opposed to keep on a routine. Um, mental health. I mean, God, the suicide hotline. I think went from twenty thousand calls. Um, A month to 40,000, it doubled. Um, You know, uh, things got so bad and are still bad that you sometimes have to ask yourself, is getting COVID worse than losing your mind? Or which one is worse? I'm not sure. I I can tell you which one is going to have a long-term effect. (laughs) I can tell you which one will hurt more. I can tell you that I had a friend who was in a coma for over a month, for about a month in another state. And, you know, why do people who live with cancer but don't know it end up dying six months later after they find out up here? Not to say that, you know, maybe their stage is yet late. I'm just saying a lot of of cases show that. Well, there's something to be said about having that uh, your mind right, having that moral support, having somebody by your bedside, even though you're unconscious, even though you're in hospital, just someone there you're familiar with, not strangers, Mm -hmm. supporting you, boosting you. And um, none of that, none of that. I mean, he had to survive on his own after dying twice. Um, my wife's aunt passed away recently last week of COVID. Um, and, you know, she was in her 60s and or 70s and, um, um, you know, a weak immune system. But ultimately, what do you do? You can't have a funeral. You can't have a week. You, you know, there's, there's a certain value that humanity has that we've always respected, that we always paid attention to, that we always put above everything else. Uh, the dignity of being a human being, um, that is overshadowed now by the fear, which uh, to to a lo- to a I mean, a lo- it's a lot of it's alright. I mean, of course, it's a l- legit fear. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a legit thing. But we've also had bubonic plague, Spanish. I mean, we've had so much with very little medicine, with very little technology. Mm-hmm. And not to say that you know people didn't die. God, millions. But mm-hmm. what, what was it? A third of the world died in Spanish flu. I mean, a third mm-hmm. of the world died in Spanish flu. That's a lot. But look at us now. Look at us here. I'm not immune to death. I'm not immune to COVID either. If I would die for risking my life to try to give my life purpose, I think I will. You know, I, I think I die with some sort of meaning to dignity, right. um, doing whatever I wanted to do. But ultimately, um, I'm not saying that that I wanted to jeopardize other people or put other people at risk. Never that. I take care of myself, of course, and my family. But um, you know, there's so much to be said about where we're at. How, after, after 9, 9, 11, the world changed. The world changed completely after 9, 11. I guarantee you after COVID, the world's going to change again. Yeah. Like, we're not going to look back at this time before this and say, wow, you know, it's no different. No, it is completely the same. Kids born after 9, 11 know nothing but war, bloodshed, death, um, economic crisis, recession, mm-hmm. um, technology boosting, social media boosting, but a lot of empty relationships. I mean, that's their life. And yet we wonder why millennials are the way they are. Hello, look what we exposed them to, dude. Look at the life that they grew up in. I can't blame these kids. They're our future. And my goal is to show them that before they were born, shit was all right. We had freedoms, shit, we had liberty. We had things that we were able to do, but now because terrorism and all these things are happening to us that we're forfeiting. I mean, and I guess it's arguable sides, right? I mean, we have to keep safe and whatnot, but we're forfeiting a lot of the things that we one time took for granted and we can't look back anymore we can't say damn i want it back now it's just once it's gone it's gone and we're evolving i think towards the digital age towards the technology the ai age the age where we're able i'm able to tap into whatever like messenger and message you and then a hologram of me pops up in your like dining room table and like we're chilling and talking type of thing you know i mean that's where we're headed right and i think it's totally okay but we have to not forget about the Mental compensation that we're giving up. We'll have to we'll have to renew, Renourish that somehow the dopamine the oxytocin the serotonin. We have to we have to nourish that if not We're gonna head towards a direction where we are nothing but afraid Fearful scared and asking and begging people to please protect me and help me and I'll give you everything I got just mm-hmm. keep me safe. That's not a, a scary little world if you ask me, but that's yeah. the future I guess <laughs>
2: Yeah, and there's there's a you know, there's a lot to be said about where you know everybody's talking about getting back to uh, normal, this return to yeah. normalcy, and I think you know that was a you know it was a big flag that was being waved right right in the beginning. It was kind of like okay, you know we'll get through these couple of weeks and then we'll get back to this this normalcy. I think uh, the longer yeah. that 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 this has progressed, the longer that you've had. Uh, limitations you have uh, and then then you have the some things opening up and then having to close back down um, state to state is different you know my mom lives out in california who gets to stay
0: open who gets to not stay right. open yeah
2: california is basically it's where my mom lives they're basically shut completely back down um you know here is a little bit Ooh. different but you know there's there's a buzz that will go through another another yeah. shutdown of everything but I, I think the you know the thing one of the things that has really been Brought to the light, it was always there. Like like Zoom, like we're on we're on Zoom right now, having this uh, podcast, which is streaming live on Twitch. You know what what I think this taught us, and and not perfected, but even the homeschooling aspect of it through things like Google Classroom, and um, Mm -hmm. it's it's taught us that a lot of the the things that we thought we couldn't do without being face-to-face can actually be done. Now they may not, it may not be as great. It may not be as, you know, some people really are against, you know, this, this full on AI movement and, and where technology is going to take us because I, and I think everybody, to an extent, everybody, you, you crave human contact. You want to be amongst human beings and, and, you know, Create relationships and of course. in in whatever whether that's personal relationships, or whether that's business relationships, um, whether it's you know the neighbors down the street they got a kid and Mike we got a kid and they, our kids can of go course. and frolic and we can sit in the back and sit in the backyard and do whatever. But I a lot of the things that you kind of originally started uh, talking about here with that mental health uh, issue is that there people already had not everybody. A lot of people have a yeah. very weak, very weak mind. It just it, it it functions to uh, to the to the world that it's surrounded by. It knows it has right. to get up at seven thirty so they can get the kids ready by seven forty-five. They know they have to go to work and they do X, Y, Z things while they're at work, and then they know they can go to these four places for lunch, and then they know that they can. It's like bees in a
0: hive working for the queen.
2: Exactly. There you, without any major stress to the hive. Everybody just kind of does, does their thing. But when you take them away from all that and you put them in an environment where they're not used to one thing that we talked about having to be home with your significant other and your children and for elongated periods of time in in the beginning when everything was shut down, you couldn't go anywhere. the, The fear was out like the toilet paper shortage and everybody's freaking the fuck out. You know, you the, the people were saying, oh, there's going to be a huge baby boom in nine months. I'm like, no, there's not. There's going to be fucking, the divorce rate's going to go skyrocketing. <laughs> drug get, use through the roof. Yeah, drug use, Dressing you know. violence through the roof. All, all the bad stuff. That's what you're going <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, yeah, people aren't yeah. going home and like, I am so glad to get to hang out with you for the next four months. Yeah, you know? It, I mean,
0: it overstays its welcome. Maybe for like the night for the first week or so, you can try yeah. to take it
2: for a while. You can do After stuff and you can oh yeah, hey, we can we can tackle that project, or hey, you know, be funny. We did a camp out in the backyard. You know, use yeah. use the things that we have to make the best of the situation. Then you get to a point where you're like, fuck this shit. Like I um I don't care. I'm going somewhere, I'm gonna do something. Um
0: but you wanna know why, Coop? And I'm sorry to interrupt, but you wanna know yeah. why? Because they didn't have a purpose. They, mm-hmm. the whatever purpose they thought they had was not their purpose. They were doing it under the clout or if someone else's expectations. Mm. Do you know that bees, without a queen, do not sting. Yeah. If bees do not have a reason to a thing to protect a queen, a hive to protect, they they will not. You can literally be around a group of bees and they won't even bother you. Like like you're not even there. They only attack when they have a purpose to attack, mm. a reason to attack. That gives them meaning. That's what they're built for. So when you throw a wrench inside of a bee's hive and the queen's gone, they're not, they don't fall apart. They just do what bees do, they just act normal, they just go about eating, then find another queen so they can, you know, uh, uh, you know, be, be subservient to. So we we found a way to um, artificially project purpose. And then when COVID happened it took away our purpose and unlike the bees we went crazy mm. we didn't know what to do we didn't know where to go because the queen was gone and now what do i do you know the creativity aspect right only so many ideas your mind can come up with to do with the kids but at the, at the end of the day just just wake up go about your business be nice be happy try to create try to keep your household in order let that be your focus. Right. let Let the let the environment of the household be a positive, be a happy one. Be stupid. Be goofy. Laugh. Um, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. Don't, don't don't focus so much on the loss, and just focus right there and then on what you can do to just get past that day, that yeah. one day. You don't got to worry about tomorrow, the day after that one day. Unless your bank account is negative today, you'll be all right tomorrow. Right. That's it. But, you know, um, I think I think people are starting to realize that I think people, the industries that come up, I mean, God, no one would deliver before. Now, everyone delivers, you know, right. um, contactless this, contactless that uh, the industry reinvented itself. I mean, you couldn't work from home. Now they're just telling you, oh, stay home, please do not come. Um, it, it, they're trusting people before they wouldn't trust. They didn't think people were, we're humans. We Again, we will survive. We will reinvent ourselves, but necessity is the mother of invention. If there is no necessity, there will not be any invention. But some people, the ones that, you know, the ones that aren't um how do I say I don't really want to say doing so well, but the people that are stuck are the ones that are still first they still don't know what purpose they have in life. They're still dealing with a lot of other things inside of themselves, their mm. relationship, their children. Um, if, t- if Some people even resent their children if you can believe that's a thing. Mm. Can you believe that? I mean, mm. imagine like a doctor, like a, like like a Jordan Peterson says, if you went home every day and you worked eight, nine hours, 10 hours and you're stressed out and then you come home to a kid who cries for 45 minutes to get, brush your teeth, go to bed every single day and you gotta tolerate that for however many years, yeah. It's naturally you would probably resent that. Mm. Now, there's a fine line though. You can resent the kid and absorb that. Or you could look at it, confront it, not be afraid to uh, to engage, not be afraid um, to to you know, tough love, right? Not be afraid to do what's what's socially unaccepted, what's uncomfortable, whatever the hell it is that that um you know we've been programmed in our minds to believe as needs to be done in order to create a healthy mind. I mean shit look at me, I'm not saying I'm a healthy mind, but I went through hell and back. Right. And I'm not a murderer, I'm not a serial killer. Oprah was raped at 13 years old by a cousin, friend right. and uncle. She literally had a had a had a kid that was a, uh, you know, um, miscarriage at 13. You know, I mean, uh, hello, Steve Jobs adopted. Um, you did. it's just on and on and on, bro. Yeah. And look at these people now. So you're telling me that a little bit of inconvenience, a little bit of crisis, a little bit of the world is ending, that you visited that dark, dark, dark place, that hellhole that you've spent your whole life avoiding smothering, growing in your business, running away, whatever it is that you've done to escape from that point, and you finally thought you reached it and then COVID happened and brought you right back to that hell, right. that's the place you should have been at the first, that's where you should have been in the first place. That's the darkness that you should have visited. Yeah. Because once you know what the dark looks like, my friend, you will be so thankful that you see the light every day. Yeah. You will thank God that every day you will see light and have an opportunity to spread it. But, you know, some people just, they they kind of thrive in darkness for some reason. Yeah. I, don't know
2: I, th- I think you, you get a really good image of that. Uh, people living in living in that darkness, but not correctly. Not seeing it as uh, you know a, a place that you want to get out of, grow out of, but a place that you want to dwell in. I mean, if you if you go on and spend too much time on social media, especially now, there is okay. There's a puppy picture every once in a while. Those are nice. <laughs> Who doesn't like a cute puppy? But yeah. there is there is angst. There's angst in people that I would have never pegged as like like why are why are you a, all people right car, cardboard you know a computer soldier standing behind your device and just you know spewing out your truth and and the misinformation I mean all that stuff that's getting absorbed into your brain that may be factual may not be factual may mm-hmm. be true may not be true you you don't even know the truth may be scarier than the the falsehoods that are that are out there you just your brain can't comprehend oh. it so you stay in that that dark and place and you don't and you feed it you feed it to you other people it. yeah you feed no, it to but everybody you feed it to yourself yeah. you,
0: listen i have i have i have, i know people that will come home watch the news all day long all night mm-hmm. all, all night and then they feed themselves this crap and then they go out to the world thinking that they're so informed, so intellectually superior than the rest mm-hmm. when they're being propagandized. And then they're holding on to that animosity. They're holding on to that, to that, to that specific world view that they know more than others, that they have it all figured out because they sat and injected themselves with truth, quote unquote, right? Facts, mm-hmm. quote unquote, right? And, and 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 then and then but mostly fear, 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 fear. And then at the end of the day, want to go out to the world and make a positive impact or go out there and um, help people go out there and think that by what they've consumed, their information is the sole information that anybody needs to know. Mm -hmm. And then spread that information to you. Naturally, since we're all human beings and have the freedom of choice, when someone either debates you or has a rebuttal or, or, or you know, or just challenges it. No room for argument. Hmm. Then that resentment, that animosity, that fear that you've been absorbing in your negative state of mind, while you're projecting this sense of positivity, comes out instantaneously. And we're going back to the superficialness of what is the reason that you're here? What's what? What's the purpose? Right. What are you doing? Why are you doing? And who are you doing it to? I don't
2: know. Yeah, I think uh, Gary Vaynerchuk said, and, and said multiple times, he said, you know, social media has, you know, exposed us for what we are. You know, has has sh- shed a light on the dark corners of 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 the country, and and this has amplified it. I think because you do have people spending a lot of time uh, on social media, and and again, trying to use it, maybe initially as an escape mechanism, as a, well, maybe I'll find that puppy picture and I'll smile and that'll be the first time I smiled all day. But then you get wrapped up in the other crap that's going on out there and you, then you become that resentful person and, you know, it's almost like, uh, it's almost contagious. You know, you, you're like, it's Oh, crazy. or, or you, you know, relationships get lost and, and broke long time well, relation, families. Oh Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. not agreeing with one another. And I yeah. mean, there's, there's so much, uh, there's a lot of negativity out there just with but everything. Here's the deal.
0: If it wasn't for Steve jobs, getting fired from Apple, mm-hmm. there would have been no Pixar. there would have been no mm-hmm. iPod, no iPad. It would have never happened. Right. So Steve jobs built the company. It got kicked out of his own company. And it was the best one that could have happened to the guy. Right. All I'm saying is, The best thing that could have happened to the world is COVID, in my opinion. The best thing. Because at the end of the day, it exposes everybody for who who, who they are. Mm -hmm. It forces you to start tapping into qualities and not just, you know, picking on the low-hanging fruit and, um, you know, because, you know, you know how it is, right? Um, You have certain, many companies, it's like, you know, the guy who just is on cruise control because he's been there for so many years, gets the fat check, doesn't do nothing, right? He gets mm-hmm. all the good leads, right? And then you got the, uh, you know, the brown noser who just sucks up to the boss all the time, is in the circle, you know, all that stuff. Or the clickish It's so many different groups, right, that have prospered in their own little, you know, cesspool, right? right. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: when it's all gone, what you good for, bud? Yeah. What, what can you provide? What can the world get from you? What value do you have to give other other people? Oh, you don't have one. Time to figure it out. Oh, you can't figure it out. Well, damn, why? Because you've been living this life trying to do what other people think is cool, trying to do what other people want to see, and you've never really figured out who the hell you were. And you know how tough that is to do that in your 30s, 40s, and 50s? Mm-hmm. It's damn near, eight. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's suicidal. I mean, it's it's how people end up committing suicide because it's so impossible almost because you have to confront so many demons that have been there for so long. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, fight man that will tear the, I mean, it'll tear men down. And we have plenty of men in history that have uh, succumbed to, to it and, or have like, not to say there's a positive thing, but look at Hitler, right? If Hitler did not get arrested initially, he would have never written the main cop. If the main cop, while he was in jail, he would never ridden the main cop. The main cop wasn't even widely liked. I mean, it was like, ah, a little book, whatever had kind a of good, good points. But then things happened throughout history, which he saw and took advantage of and then it became big. And all I'm saying is these tragic things, even for people that are kind of twisted in the head, can have a dramatic and impactive outcome mm-hmm. if you know how to use your resources, if you know how to tap into it, if you know what to do. I mean, hello, delivery, perfect perfect example. No one would have done it. Now everybody's done it. I don't think it's going back. Shit, When they started doing, giving away liquor, like I go to the restaurant and get booze. Right, oh my god, I'm like, this should be a staple across the country. I mean, this is what I'm talking about a margarita to go, hell yeah! Yes, please, sign me up. You know, that's 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 me just being silly because obviously the ramifications of that are just a nightmare. I don't even want to go into that,
2: right? Yeah, (laughs) there's 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 some downfall there. It's probably why they don't do alcohol delivery yet because like (laughs) I don't have to drive and pick up another 12 pack, somebody will bring it to me. This is amazing, it's a it's a Slippery slope there, but I, I do think that there have been industries uh, that have made that pivot, have made the transition into okay, either we we change how we operate, or we will not, we will cease to operate. We will yeah. have to close down. And, and you, things have happened. I mean, places have closed. The restaurants have closed and are not coming back. There's bars that have closed, and not, there's companies that have shut down, closed the doors, not ever going to open back up. There's, yeah. I think you, you also have a a certain group in the population in the business world who have learned that they can do things. They don't need to have 60 people on staff. They can utilize technology that's out there and uh, you don't need to have a huge brick and mortar. If you have your people working remotely or they can, you know, do a check-in, they can have conferences on zoom or on Skype or on Google there, there's people that are innovating because of uh, because of COVID, and I don't think that the other side of this is 2019. I don't think it looks like last year. No. I think it it's going to be incredibly different, and you're going to see, I think, a very clear and defined line of people who embrace it because it's going to be, I don't want to say the law of the land, but things are going to be yeah. different, and there's going to be people that fight it. And how big the group that wants to fight the new norm, you know, there, there could be some, you know, I don't want to say, there's, there's, you know, we're splitting the country in half, but yeah. you could, you could yeah. have a group of people that say, you know what, we're going to go take Texas and we're just going, that's going to be where we have you our know, own rules.
0: I don't know. You know, I look, at, I, I understand both sides. I really do. Mm. I mean, what, what pisses me off is, is, is following or being mandated to do something that I know is absolutely nonsensical, Mm -hmm. ineffective and useless. So I, because I have a brain that kind of thinks and I say, okay, what really does work, what doesn't work? And perception is the new judicial system. The social shaming, social perception um, is now the new law. I mean, you don't even have to, you don't even have to get charged with the crime anymore. Mm As long as you perceive to have done it, that's it. You're done. You're done forever. So perception is, as long as I have a mask on my face, you should feel like you're safe. And as long as you have a you feel like I'm safe. Cool. Not a problem. And I get that. All day long, eight hours a day, however many hours I have to wear this damn mask, smell my own breath, do my own Develop a rash that, you know, if, God forbid that I, you know, I'm not cleaning it, of course, because I'm busy. I don't have things going on. I forget to clean it. Bacteria right. starts getting fantastic. When there's a
2: litany of tests
0: or studies that show the mask is, a, I mean, COVID's not going to like, it. oh, my God, I see a mask. I'm going to touch you. Right. No, you're breathing air, bro. You're going to get it. If you're in an environment that people are, you know, that's spread, right? You're going to, it's the way it works. So when I have Menard's telling me, here's a mask. I'm going to charge you for it, by the way, to come into my place. Mm -hmm. Cool. I understand it. You want to be safe. But are you doing it because of the perception or because it really fucking works? Because last time I checked, I'm still going to get it with the mask. I'll still get it, bro. So what's the point of it? Are you trying to reduce it? Are you trying to, it's just, again, it's back to perception. I brought my daughter into, my one-year-old daughter into uh, Woodman's uh, like a few months ago. And I didn't even, I had no idea there was a ban on kids or whatever. I had no clue. Mm. I just walked in there. uh, I had to go get a bottle of scotch. Just in and out, boom, boom. And um, my daughter is, you know, very, she's a Puerto Puerto Rican, Mexican girl. She's a uh, very pretty little girl. So whenever we go out in, you know, predominantly Caucasian town, people are always like, oh, I'm beautiful. beautiful." So I'm thinking people are looking at her because, you know, she's a cute little girl, right? Right. And that's my my brain thinking. I'm just used to it. So I'm leaving and I'm like, all of a sudden this thought came to my mind. Holy shit. She's not supposed to be in here. I felt like instantaneously, my natural reaction to socially uh, a conditioned reaction was to feel shame, mm-hmm. was to feel like, oh my god, I fucked up. Like, like to like judge, put myself down right. for being so dumb. And then I realized, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I oh, Wait a minute. I created this, right? I'm the bad. As I checked, the bomb's over here. I have I, I get to do and say whatever the fuck I want to my child. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not gonna be nuts, but. I'm the parent mm-hmm. if I not to say it's right or wrong. I'm not saying that's it's, it's It's right I'm Not recommending people to do it either, but I'm saying if I choose to put my child at risk Under my that it's my child now. I will suffer the consequences However, the fuck the law is but hey, it's my fucking child, right? And if my child gets sick, then it's then the it dies, or whatever whatever I It's my fault. I fucked up, but Why Now, God I, I spit outside like far away from the entrance of festival once And some lady in scrubs walks by me and gives me the nastiest look as if I'd unopened a letter of anthrax and just sprinkled it over the, I'm like, oh my God. So I'm being socially ashamed here. I'm being socially judged here for doing something that other people have been told is a bad thing. And God forbid that somebody calls the cops or whatever and the cops come. Now I'm having to defend myself as a parent against people's, uh, the crowds, the mob's opinion that I did something wrong right. and the officers are having to make a decision and say, what do I do? Cause there's no law in the fucking books that says COVID, you know, whatever. but I have right. to do something right. Because the crowd, the majority is now saying do something. So we have that, that society. Right. But then we got the other side. We got the side that I was, I, I was, I, I was agreeing with, cause I'm a let live guy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but be smart about it. Don't be stupid. Right. Right. Um, Texas, a lot of those states that were very loose with it, like, you know what, l- l- whatever, whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know what? That's the way I like it. You know, let the people, like history has shown, do what they do. If they get it, they whatever. But now the tide's are turned. Now Texas is a fucking hotbed. Yeah. Now Florida's a hotbed. Yeah. So now I'm looking back saying, wait a minute, see? Like I've always said, the extremes are the worst. Mm. If you are far one you're done. You are a stool pigeon you are a you know a sheep being led to your slaughter and so i'm realizing that there is a fine line um you know both sides have great points both sides are trying to do what they think is right um but god damn it like give us humans a chance to fucking prove ourselves let us fucking right. have let us show you that we can do it i mean don't poop us in and say that we're being protected. The social distancing no man that's that's called you know that's called like getting away from your neighbor. That's called ghetto. That it's just creating this mindset of detachment mm-hmm. of I like the New York mentality that I was the East Coast mentality. I don't know, you don't mean get the fuck out the way type thing, and it's not happening. And you know what that brings it what, what that births is is a very lack of trust, um, a very uh hyper vigilant mindset, which mm-hmm. causes paranoia. And the kids they they're influenced by that, and then they grew up in a world of unsafe. And then, not knowing that we have a country founded on constitutional rights and so on and so forth, not knowing that um, they're going to give up their, all their rights because they want to be secure, right. they grew up in a world that was crazy, so now they want to feel secure. So yeah, I don't need this, I don't need that. Take it. And it's you know, it's kind of like there's a fine line there really is, and I and I hope that um, we can find it. I'll do my best to help people find it, but I don't know, bro. Yeah. We'll see.
2: There was a a, a big mentality uh, right off the get with, with COVID and how it, you know, this, we're all in this together was a yes. big hashtag. There was a, you know, and, and I, I think I felt it too, just from the, not leveling of the playing field oh, necessarily, <laughs> but yeah, you were, but I was like, you know, it's, it's cool. You know, for me, I deal with a lot of musicians and artists and stuff. And I know that they were struggling cause their industry is still completely shut down. Probably will be through next year. I'm
0: sorry, man. I, I I messed up. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, you're good. But there's um oh <laughs> better thank you I feel I feel safer. Now. I don't want you to get it. You know. What I'm, yeah. I I'm mean. gonna catch it through the uh <laughs> through the zoom lens here. But there is television. But there's uh there was you felt like um okay you know we're all kind of dealing with this uh you know it sucks for everybody. Yep. There was kind of you know even with that social distancing in place you you did feel right out of the gate when they shut everything down back in March that okay you know together. In two weeks you know go team you know america uh we're gonna get through this kids will go back to school everybody be everything will be back to normal but as soon yeah. as it got to economic crisis and people really started to see i think the uh the mental wear and uh oh, yeah. and that became really prevalent you know that's when you had that's when you think you still have that big divide you still have the extremes um you have a lot of people you know, probably the, the silent majority riding in the middle going i don't know i guess i'll just if they require a mask i'll wear one if they don't i won't um but there's i, I don't feel the we're all in this together vibe no. anymore i feel no. like it's 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 grounding on i want to say us versus them but a little bit you know the uh, yeah, man. And, but then there's a whole nother, you know, then there's the section of conspiracy theorists that are out there that are throwing their two cents into the mix. You're like, I don't, well, even, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Well, you know, yeah,
0: I heard this theory about uh, the government did it because so they can install 5G everywhere. Now 5G is all over the place where so they can like monitor, us, think, brother, whatever, dude. Listen, if you okay. want to go down that rabbit hole and go down every conspiracy rabbit hole, please dude, Be my guest. There's plenty of YouTube videos that you can suck your life into. Right and disappear. Please do it. Knock yourself out. I'll just block you on Facebook or I'll just uh, I I won't even see your post anymore because you're on some Looney Tune shit. I've done that. But here's the deal. I've done that. Oh dude, I have to because it's every fucking day. It's like, Mm. you know, I get it that you're the philosophical uh genius of politics and about everything to do with life, so therefore I need to know about it. I was that guy several years ago, and then I realized nobody gives a shit. Mm. I didn't change one person's fucking opinion because they're doing the same shit they did before I did it and after I did it. Right. So you know, it's like okay, my father is works in Centro Medico in Puerto Rico. Uh, that is the uh, the number one hospital. Uh, I think it's a VA hospital mm-hmm. um, in Puerto Rico. So naturally, it would be the 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 most uh, the most advanced, uh, mm-hmm. the most fully equipped. You know, the one that all the resources go to. Um, and my mom, well, my stepmom, his wife, um, she's she she works from home. So he was here two weeks before this whole insanity happened. Mm-hmm. Then he left and he left to a shit show in Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico, you know, um, it's different, right? Like our, our people are more like, uh, you know, don't tell me what to do. and tell me what to live. And more importantly, you know, it's, it's a more of a mentality. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'll get what I get. Who cares? Very lackadaisical
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because, you know, march to the beat are of our own drum, hence why we're so creative. Hence, why music and that is just our thing, right? Um, so anyways, we he did that. He had to deal with all the COVID stuff. Now, so my father, okay, he's been a, not a doctor, not a nurse. He, he's like a nurse, but like higher up. I have no idea, but he, he's someone that uh, they need, of course. So he's been there for 20 years, and he came a few weeks ago, I think, like a week or two ago, he came. And you know they're wearing masks everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And my dad is, you know, he's a science, medical, scientifically based mindset. So he knows all of the things of that and the other and what could affect it. So he comes here to my place, and he's like, "Why are you letting your kid go outside?" I'm like, "Cause he wants to go outside." But
1: mm-hmm.
0: the COVID. We're talking about COVID. He didn't get COVID. I'm like, "Because like you have no idea what I said." I'm like. Well, daddy's outside to begin with. And more importantly, shoot, um, will that happen? Last I checked, um, you know, we're at wind, right? It's all this stuff. So very few people are. He's not in a crowded area. He's riding a bike. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too concerned about my son getting COVID. And I know my neighbors, and I know my neighbors enough to know that if they had it, um, they wouldn't even leave their house. Because, And if they had it, I know, but more importantly, they the word will spread like that. I mean, we'd yeah. all know they have COVID, right? Um, and and, and they're, they're, they're nice enough. And, you know, obviously, they know my family that they wouldn't jeopardize us like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, pregnant, when well, she was pregnant at the time. Um, we just had a, a, a son, two yes. weeks, two, three weeks old. Um, so now, mind you, she owns a business, which is a barbershop, which has clients coming in and people from random places all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. And she has to she has to trust. That the customers that are coming in after they let everything reopen again are not going to come in knowing that they're sick or with a fever or whatever to then get a pregnant woman potentially you know infected or right. whoever else is there. So that's happening. But my father and my stepmom, um, again, family members here are just super paranoid, arguably so because Puerto Rico is terrible, right? Um, but arguably so, very precautious to the extreme. And I have to, every decision that I make as parents and as grandparents, I have to reassure them. It's all right, guys, it's going to be okay. So we're, you know, and here, in this area, you can, you don't have to wear your mask. Here, you don't have to wear your mask there. Mm-hmm. And it took them a while to acclimate, but understand that the natural human reaction to, to prevent yourself from a hug, from a handshake, from a pound, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to. You have to like, 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 like they say, if you say something seven times, you remember it? Well, you have to do it over and over again to stop yourself from doing that natural human reaction you've done since the beginning of humanity. Right. Um, and now that they came, I had to, you know, adjust them to let go of that a little bit and trust a little more mm. and understand that as a parent, I got it. I know you're a parent and you're a I got it. I'm not going to put my kid. That's just family, right? And they have no choice but to accept that. Right. How about your neighbor? How about your coworker? How about somebody at the store? How about people who you don't even know or have that much attachment to you who feel that what you're doing is wrong or what you're doing is not enough. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: they feel so con they feel so compelled to do something about it that they do. They tell you, they tell this, that lady lady looks at me bad, or whatever the situation is. You know, we're pinning people against each other because everybody has their opinion. My cousin's married to a nurse or something. She works at a hospital. And, um, you know, my wife posts something on Facebook, you know, whatever, talking about COVID, just chill out, whatever. And she replied back with this, I mean, with the arrows, the spears, the guns, the I see people dying. I'm like, dude, we get it. Well, I'm not saying that it's not real. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's happening. But like a cop puts his life at risk every day. when He puts that uniform on and goes up. But he chose to be a cop. Like he, You know, it's not like, I have to now feel bad every day, every time I see a cop and say, like, are you okay, is everything fine? I mean, are you sure, like did someone shoot you? Are you? He's a cop, that's what he's doing. Right. That's what he's done, he, he, he assumes that responsibility. But she felt so compelled to tell us or, or, or let us know whatever information, whatever real life experiences she went through during this COVID period and seeing the results of it, that um, there was no room for, for, any, for any debate pretty argument, pretty different of opinion. I'm right. I've seen it. I lived it. You're wrong. Fix your shit. And I'm talking about like very hostile. We're not talking Mm -hmm. about like civil, you know, hostile. And I'm like, never someone we'd ever expect. But that's the, that's the amount of tenseness, amount of fear that people are are under. And we're, we've gotten a little bit away from it. But when the second round comes, I'm afraid my friend to find out what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because it's like knowing the storm is coming and knowing what the fuck the storm did to you last time. And it's like, Oh my God, I don't think I want to see that. I don't want to experience that again right? because it just fucks so much shit up. So I'm afraid to see the second round is what I'm more afraid about because the first one we can get through. The second one is we'll really get to like David Goggins says, the weak minded, we'll get to wean them out and see, you know, see who they are. And the sad part is I wish I was there to help people get through that what do you do? Yeah. You know, but that's COVID. I want to talk about
2: business and rebuilding. Yes. There's a, I I think there is a good, uh, there's a, there's a foothold here, you know, from the COVID thing to talk about business. And I mean, you obviously starting a new company during this. um, And, and for me trying to navigate a very baby business through, uh, you know, when my, really my main source of income working with you know with barbershops and salons with my with my product when they're shut down you know there's it's there is a survival of the fittest kind of mentality i think if you're established but I, i think there's also from you know the vantage point that you're coming from where you like the companies that pivoted during covid to adjust how they how they operate in order to keep themselves operational if you go and you know you're Sitting and an experienced, I think you and I experience social media. We we kind of breathe it in differently, you know. It's yeah. you, you look at it and say, you know, is that if it's an ad, is that really creative? You know, did that grab yeah, exactly. me this way? You know, this this company is man you know, put this video out. Does this you know does that seem like something I could do or graphics? You know, uh, oh. the amount of content. So I think we breathe it in differently. But to be yeah. able to during all of this. Notice that there is a uh, there's a, a a crowd that is a, a, there's a certain section of business that is underserved um, in that digital marketing avenue. There's 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 companies out there that do it, and we've we had this conversation I think uh, over the phone last week. You know, there's there's companies out there that do it, uh-huh. and they do it <laughs> half-assedly or they do it and it doesn't have the right there's you if you have that kind of mindset you can decipher like this ad or this promo or this piece of content doesn't align with the company that they are trying to talk about there was a yeah. a steel company you know steel and the, and the the videos that I that I watched you know you got guys cutting steel and welding and there's flames and there's you know, the fucking masks on and stuff and then you have kind of this like happy voice I'm like no 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 you you come in there with some like Darth Vader motherfucker just like steel yeah no. right right Gr-. right 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 so I think that the fact that you you know you witness that and realize that there's there's an audience out there that could be served better uh you know with the kind of content you're creating and to do it during COVID. I mean, that, that shows that it's not, you know, we're not standing on the edge of the cliff looking down because the world's about to end. There's still opportunity to prosper right now.
0: Yeah. You know, um, from my experience, the reason I started, how this all began was um, the book. Mm -hmm. I went, I started writing a book and, you know, I'm how's the old, right? It's a sacrifice, right? It's, it's sacrifices are what show you, you know, what, what really means something in life, like what, what, what really, what you should value or not, what's important or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that was my baby. You know, that is uh, I think I've spent five years, four and a half years writing it. Um, and it was a, Thankless job. Didn't get paid a penny for it, Mm. you know, because you don't get paid until you publish. And even still, unless you write chicken noodle for the soul, chicken soup for the soul, (laughs) you're not getting paid much. Trust me. Books aren't making millions out there. Let me tell you that. Um, It's what the books, it's the door that it opens that creates the the income. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, So I was doing that. And then I started coaching or helping people, friends and things like that. And then I realized that you know what, I'm gonna have to create a social media uh um, um, um brand out there sometime. I have to go out there and introduce myself to the world. Mm-hmm. So how best could I do it? Well, I should at least uh, you know make videos, right? Start off making just phone video and giving people the motivation that uh, I wish I had during you know my 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 worst times. So I did that, use my phone, but you know I didn't. I've, I'm a person that it's all about quality versus quantity, mm. and um, I just felt that I could do better. And I knew that if I wanted something done and I didn't have much money to do it, I'd have to do it my damn self. Right. So, you know, videography is a, it's, it's a very expensive uh, industry and as far as hiring a videographer. Uh, because there's so much that goes into the conception of what it is that you want to create,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, lighting, lenses, time of day, site location, equipment, um, models, actors, blah, blah 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 blah. So you have all this stuff, and at the end of the day, um, I said, okay, I, I'm not going to pay somebody thousands of dollars to do something that I can do by my damn self. Mm-hmm. So I'll buy a camera. Bought a camera, bought this, bought just kept buying stuff here and there and uh, started, you know, learning about lighting, learning about editing. I forced, I had no clue about how to edit anything, but I knew that I had a brain and I was a very creative person. I'm a very creative person. Um, So I started learning that, made videos out there, got my name out there. Mm -hmm. I pushed away the social embarrassment, the judgment or whatever it is that people are afraid of doing things for those reasons. I, I didn't. I said, you know what's true. People are going to judge no matter what. People are going to hate no matter what. So what they do? People naturally hate. God, 80% of our thoughts every single day are negative mm-hmm. across the board. Yep. 90% of those thoughts. No, no. Ninety. We think about 70 90,000 thoughts a day. 70 90,000 thoughts a day. 80% are negative. Then we ninety two percent of our brain is unconscious, meaning the subconscious, the 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 the, the, the uh, not the autonomy, but the other part of the no the autonomic part of the brain, where it just guides everything and controls who you are. Then eight percent of that is conscious, what you think of every day. So seventy seventy to ninety thousand thoughts a day, eighty percent of those are negative, and to top it off. 90% of those or 70, 70, 90, 90% of those are the same thoughts you thought the day before. <laughs> They're repeating thoughts. Yeah. So if you're repeating the same negative thought that many times every single day, likely you're going to stay in a perpetual cycle of negativity unless you change your mindset, right? right. You have to force yourself to do it, mm-hmm. which means you you have 8% to do that, right? That's Because that's 8% that you have to control. So if you have a pie, and this much of the pie is something you can't control, and this much is how much you can control. How hard is it to change?
1: Yeah,
0: be, it's, not it's not that hard. You don't have much. Yeah. It's just this little much So you have to force yourself to think outside of the box, right? And I said, "Cool, I have all the stuff." And we opened up the dapper man. My, you know, my wife has a dapper man and whatnot. So we got that business going, and. Um, we started getting into videography, hiding out. You we know, don't who can they just so chartered companies came, other people came, and I'm looking at the creativity. I'm looking at the equipment. You know, it's like this big camera. You know, you like a bazooka to kill to, to kill an ant. And I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. Like, this is gonna come out dope. And then you see the final result, and you're like, well, first of all, not what I asked for mm-hmm. to begin with. So thank you for doing your own thing. I know you think it's cool, but we don't. And secondly. um, me, from my aspect, not that impressed. I mean, I got two DSLRs here, and I can not not do as good of a quality image as that, but I can do it way better in fifteen, you know, thirty second ad than that. Right. Um, with very little and half the cost. So, I started, you know, going around and, and and asking companies. And moreover, I knew a lot of business owners, and I also know that, um, you know, being here for ten years as long as I have, um, a lot of businesses tend to want to stay in a time capsule. They are, they just are, they reject technology. It's like they don't want to, they'd rather have a filing cabinet full of files than actually, you know, download stuff and put it in a folder and back it up, right? They'd rather do that. They don't want to become efficient. They don't want to do deal with logistical, um, um, you know, intertwining with syncing, you know, uh, social media, syncing uh, email, syncing um, just sites that you can post something and go live everywhere else. Or, you know, they just don't want to advance right now. Right. Let alone trying to engage with a social media site. So, TV, yes, we all know who owns TVs. We all know who runs the charter, blah, 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 the companies. And we all know how expensive it is to run turn an ad on TV. Yes, it'll hit a big market, don't get me wrong. But are you really going to pay that much money for an ad that will generate X amount? But believe you me, at the end of the day, with just a little bit more work, in time you can do the same thing on social media and for free yep. obviously for free it's a free site you can do it however you want mm-hmm. so i started advertising for social media content like i had i created social media content for uh, other people to get value out of and um it's an industry that no one can touch no one i mean you know no matter where no matter what type of environment you live politically socially uh, economically you know uh, colloquially uh you know, whatever the culture is like, it doesn't matter if they hate it or like it, they can't touch it. It's right. the world wide web. It's your domain. So therefore, you can do and say whatever you want and you will deal with the repercussions, good or bad, however they come. So I knew that's an avenue I couldn't, you know, I, I I had at my disposal that I was good at, that I knew about and that um I could express myself. And not have to feel like I have to wear a suit and tie, not have to feel like I have to, you know, act a certain way, look a certain way, talk a certain way, be a certain way around, you know, people who don't understand me or don't know you know, what it's like. Or I maybe look like the image of everything they were told is not good, whatever it is. But I don't have to worry about that because mm-hmm. I can control my own destiny at this point. But I had to put the book on hold. COVID forced me to put the book on hold. Mm-hmm. COVID exposed a lot. And um, I realized that, yes, the dream is there. I'm going to finish this book. But I have to get a few things first. I have to, how do you say, uh, build the foundation mm-hmm. um, and create the uh, empire, and then when I get that going, then I could go ahead and um, start going back to the book, back to the things that that I want that give me meaning, give me purpose. And a lot of people want to strive, and they will die, and they will sacrifice, and they will walk over, do whatever to chase that dream and mm-hmm. create that vision. And do, and fantastic. But let me tell you something. No one's going to pay for your dream. No one's going to make an easy path there. No one's going to guarantee you what's going to happen. So either you have a safety net, something to fall back on, or you're going to end up in a very, very bad place, a yeah. place where you're not having to decide what your life, what's the meaning of your life at this point? what, Why even keep going? So, um, you know, reinventing myself is something that I've always done. And I had to do that. So I had the equipment and I said, I, I went out there and now I uh, did a video for momentum fitness, Jim Brewer. Um, yeah. My first shout out to momentum fitness for giving me my first shot, first opportunity. Um, I, you know, I used a drone, the gimbal, all my lenses. And I went all out um, as far as my first video is concerned. Um, but for me, it's all about, and that's, that's what I think video should always be about feeling, right? right. If, if you don't feel something, with what I'm doing, then I don't have you. If you watch TV without audio, it's it's literally useless. Like you will you will not feel anything. You will not you will be sold. But if you turn the TV off and hear the audio, you will probably be sold. Put the visual and put the audio in there along with an emotion. You have somebody captivated. You add a little bit of uh, uh, you know callouts, call out there, call out there. People don't want to read, 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 read. read. They just wanna see a little blip here. Oh, facts, because now that you have them engaged audibly and visually, they can now absorb the information that you're giving them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that way it becomes in you know engraved in their brain. And that way you have a bigger opportunity to sell. Because the mere one more thing is the mere measurement effect. Mere measurement effect is a, is 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 a um it's it's a process of of telling somebody something. Like for for example. If I want to buy a new car, and then all of a sudden um, you buy one next week, and tell me you bought, you know, I, I look at bought a new car.
1: Mm.
0: I am thirty-six or thirty-five percent chances, thirty-six percent likelier to buy a car within six months than I was if you hadn't bought that car. Yeah, because it's 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 suggesting something to someone else that you already want, or giving them. An idea in their brain, for example, like giving like a teenager, you know, when you go out to your friends and party, if you end up in this situation, do this, teacher, do that, do this, do that, do that, as opposed to you better not do this, you better not do that, better not do that. Well, good, good luck because now they have no idea how to solve the problem on their own.
2: They know what not to do, Now what to, you're do. Not to do.
0: Great. Yeah. Now tell the kid if you end up in this situation, as uncomfortable as it is and messed up as you think you want to just have the damn conversation. You tell the kid when they're in that situation, they're 36% likelier to follow through on it because mm-hmm. you told them than they were other if you hadn't told them. So yeah. that is that you know, that's the way I, I look at it. That um, you know, video, video is able to impact people and I want to tell stories. I want to get this community, I wanna build it every business that I can and get this community known to other people. I want people's story to be told. How'd you get this business? Why'd you get this business? What kind of emotion do you want to project? What kind of customers do you want to? I just want people's stories to be told, mm. and I'm
2: going to figure out a way to do it. And I, I watched the momentum spot, and it's it's fantastic. You did an incredible job on that, and I think that there is there is something to be said about when you when you have an understanding of the audience when you when you know because we we've become kind of desensitized to advertising. We can skip commercials on TV. You know we. You know, I think the social media watch. Yeah. The social media sites have done a great job of kind of this integration of advertisements that you're not really even you don't even really know or advertisements. You're like, oh hey, that's that's really cool. Like I was looking up something for my Jeep the other day and all of a sudden I got, you know, you know, they all of a sudden big brothers listening. Algorithm. Yeah. I'm like, oh wow, I guess I need all of this stuff. But correct. But to be able to tell uh to tell a story, to have something that's visually engaging that's also you know when the audio and the video makes sense together it's like that yep. steel when i talked about i'm like these two things should not be in the same uh in the same universe really uh, but yeah. but there is um that market though i mean there's there is a lot of people that don't can't grasp the social media part of it they they don't Understand? There's, there's, there's still, believe it or not, in 2020, some old school thinking of the things you mentioned. They don't want to digitize their files. They don't. They want to, you know, people they don't trust it. People will know about them because they word of mouth or the phone book or you know newspaper ads or Oof. fucking radio. You know, shit that has over the course of time has proven itself to be less effective than where the majority of human beings who have the capabilities to view things in a social media sense, not even in a social media sense necessarily, even on a Google search. Yeah. That's I, where that's where their attention is. They they have a question about something. They're interested in that, that car that you talked about. Yeah. They don't go to the dealership. Nope. They say, hey, Google, show me, you know, the new Ford Bronco. Yep. And you'll get images and facts and then – miraculously hey there is one you like the black one with the red rims it's we have (laughs) one right here strangely enough available in 3.7 miles from your home would you like to make an appointment to view it everything is it can be done digitally now but there's a balance yeah
0: there's a balance i listen i um i have a uh digital business card. You tap it on someone's phone. Mm-hmm. If they have NFC, you know, like a pay, whatever, registered, and uh, all my information pops up. Because I personally, I think uh, business cards are useless, the paper ones, because what do they do? You sit in your wallet or throw it in the pile, and nobody ever gets it. Right. So a digital business card. Boom. I was in the mall one day, and I met, I seen someone that I always see work at a certain local location, and I just see them outside of work, and, hey, what am I talking about? Hey, oh, you know, I do this and the other. Cool. Oh, you got a card? Yeah, I got a card. Here's a card. Boom just got to tap it on your phone. So as I go to tap it, this girl freaks out. Like, wh- what are you doing? I'm like, I'm giving you my information. What do you mean? Like, with the card? Like, it's going to be in my phone? You're going to tap into my phone? I'm going to tap it so you can have my information pop on the website. I don't know. I don't, what is, how do you know I'm going to take my stuff? Like, my like. what are you talking about? I'm right. just giving you my information. I mean, she went from, from, yeah, I want your information to, I don't know if you're going to get into my bank account and steal my money. Right. Yeah, because yeah. the guy who goes buys stuff at your store is not going to rob you, you know, at the <laughs> Will, mall through some willingly. sort of little... Yes. It's a magical card that I can just tap. Whatever, dude. So, you know, you have that mindset. This girl was like in her young 20s, so we're not talking about old funny duddies here. Right. Young kid. Um, and it's... Listen, there is, a, there is a way to move forward and integrate with the technology that's happening. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, more importantly... There has to be um, there has to be an acceptance of change. Right. If you can't if you can't change, then you're going to stay stuck doing the same thing you've always done. And for me, the number one thing that stopped me from doing this before, man, was my lack of believing that I was qualified.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just you know you had all these other companies that do it. It's a real good equipment, and went to school to become videographer, you know, college degrees on stuff, and I'm like, I'm not qualified, man. I don't have, I don't have what it takes to build a company. I don't have what it takes to shoot a, no one would hire me. And plus, what would those other guys say? Look at this little amateur trying to act like he's this and that and look at him trying to, you know, ruin our industry, whatever, whatever. And then COVID happened and everything shut down and, you know, you lost everything. And I'm like, fuck this, fuck this, fuck them and fuck their their opinion at this point. I'm going ham for it. And I'm going to undercut you for half because I can probably, I can most likely do it for half and, and be all right. And you're not going to like it because I'm going to be a little more creative than you. Mm. And at the end of the day, you can talk all the shit you want, but I'm doing it on line. Can't touch this. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Can't touch this. That's it. I'm going to the hammer. There.
2: Oh, oh I was you just ha- got <laughs> the hammer dance going on now. Over here, yeah, It's getting wild. Oh
0: God. Control. You know, and listen, listen, joking around. I joke around a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm a jokester, but in, 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 in all honesty, um, you know, I really, I want to introduce flavor. Like, look at my backdrop. I want to introduce mm. something different to this town, which has so much potential. I mean, dude, I went and shot a video, which I'm not done yet with uh, my own personal motivation of a video at the art, some museum, some art museum, art place over there on Claremont, where they have a lot of graffiti on the thing. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Artisan Forge. Artisan Forge. Yep. Artisan Forge, yes. Yep. So I shot, I was shooting my video in the backdrop of that graffiti or whatever they were doing. And, um, some guy came out, and he's like, hey, you know, I got a stool here if you, if you want to sit. And, I, and it was like a little beat-up stool. I'm like, perfect, because it just matches the mm-hmm. uh, the character of my, of my video. And um, we, we talked to each other, and he's the owner. He said, I'm the owner here, and I did, he does the sculptures just now the other, and he has a solar company. And I'm like, this is what you do for a living? I'm like He's like, yeah, I'm like dude, this is, this is a great job. This is a fun job. He says, you know, you're the first person to ever come to this location and do a video or do anything like feature us? I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? Like Mm -hmm. with all of this here, no one's ever thought about doing anything here. He's like, yeah, no one. I'm like that right there. Like, like it just light bulb effect. I'm like, okay, it's not just my ego now or my arrogance saying I'm just more creative. Right. Like literally no one's even trying. (laughs) So I said, okay, I got to go out there and do something, whether people like it or not. I just have to introduce them something different. And I'm not even working off Adobe Premiere. I'm working off another program. Adobe Premier is the pro stuff, which is the next step that I'm going to take and mm-hmm. learn that. And once I master that, I don't even want to know what I can create. Right. You know, because it's endless at that point.
2: I think there's a there's a big... People have a lot of fear when you talk about and it, starting any new company, you know. And, mm-hmm. and even you talked about having that, that mental block that was like, you know, I don't know how to use this stuff. I don't... You know, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. Yeah. I don't have the, the, the knowledge yet. But I think when you embrace... The fact that you really can self-teach yourself, you can teach yourself really anything. You can teach yourself any program, um, learn the basics, you know, Google, um, even this, you know, when I, during COVID, I went, I took the podcast from just strictly being, uh, you know, the audio version of it to, you know, a friend of mine saying, Hey you know, what did you ever think about doing, like, live stuff on Twitch. And I was like, ah, yeah, and so he kind of walked me through the back ends of that. And now, so now instead of just having, you know, the podcast audio now, you know, there's a live stream element to it. Then the video gets saved exactly. on Twitch and then now it gets uploaded to YouTube and then the audio comes out. So you kind of have this three headed monster. Now I had no idea, you know, this program I'm using right now, stream labs. Um, I had no idea how any of it worked. No. I was like, it's like a, monkey doing a math problem. I'm like, uh, but then I, you look into it and you touch the buttons a little bit and you go, okay, what? Okay. Don't do that. Now I know, don't do that. Do try this. This works. Yes. And it's again, you know, we, and we've talked about this, I think even in the previous podcast is if you're always growing, you're always adding things to your, your knowledge base. Like now I know how to do this, you know, you going through and learning all the programs, and, and how to put these videos together. It, if you just, now all, all this stuff is just, it's in the arsenal, you know? We're, we're carrying around a, a pretty big pack of weapons back here just because of the things that, a lot of it, self-taught.
0: But but don't go against your nature. Right. If I'm not a numbers guy. I mean, I can do numbers. Don't so get me wrong, I can do math semi-quickly. But put me behind a, a desk and have me as a accountant, I'd rather get a bottle of whiskey and a revolver and I'm done. Because <laughs> sure. there is no way I'm doing that. Yeah. It is torture. I am not a numbers guy. Um that I know that. That's my nature. That's that's not my strength. Now, could I practice and train myself to be one? Absolutely. But do I want to invest the time and do that? Absolutely not. Right. So therefore, I'm not gonna do it. I have to go with my strengths are. Don't be a dummy. If you know you're not good at something, don't go against the grain, guys. You, you I mean, Muhammad Ali was not meant to be a sprinter. He's just meant to knock your ass. Yeah, I mean, hello. It's, it's But it's, look, at, I, this perfect quote here from Muhammad Ali. It's one of my favorite uh, quotes. And it pretty much says, champions aren't made in gyms. Champions are made from something they have deep inside them, a desire, a dream, a vision. They have to have last minute stamina. They have to be a little faster. They have to have the skill and the will. But the will must be stronger than the skill. It's very simple. Yeah. You so true. had the will. I had the will. If our will didn't force us to say, I'm gonna learn this whether I want if I'll be damned if I don't get this done, then we would have never got this done. If you would have never been there, I would have never been here. This would have never happened.
2: Yeah. There's there's you do have to, I think, find find the things that you are passionate about. You can it it, it kind of it's the fine line between those who are totally comfortable doing I don't even say the nine to five, but that job that is really going and doing the exact same thing every day. There's people that are fine with that. And that's great. I mean, if it's food on the table, uh, you know, it, it keeps society functioning. Absolutely. But I do think if you Mm -hmm. find something that you are driven and passionate to do, and you're like, you know, I, I really want to do this. I really want to, you know, have this beard care line, all of a sudden have 21 products and and white label for other companies. And, and I want to get to a point where I don't have to be in the lab doing the work. You know, I want to be out creating new things if you can find well i don't really know how to do this part of it if you can if you're driven you will go through the lengths to learn how to get things done like i need to know how to you know apply these labels the correct way what's the what am i doing wrong on this particular mix okay i will learn that stuff because my end game you know where i want to be with this company i'm driven to get there no matter what it takes if i have to sit down and learn a new Program or dissect, you know, why white beeswax works better in my products than yellow. I mean, I'll, I'll do that, the kind of stuff because there is an innate passion to to get to that next level with uh, with not just this company, with the podcast, with other adventures I got going on. So, if you find right. something you're passionate about, it's not going to be a nine to five. It's going to be uh, any hour of the week that needs to be you need to be working. Yeah. On, your, on your craft, you're going to work on it.
0: And you know what? At the end of the day, dude, I mean, you you can attest to this as much as I could. Nothing, and I mean absolutely zero things, are going to be achievable. Anything that you want is you're not going to be able to achieve unless you have faith. Mm. And I don't mean faith, you know, you faith in God, whatever. I don't care about that. But there has to be a source of hope, right? There has to be, to be at least, a source of hope. There has to be something Some being, I don't care what is it you go to, I don't care if it's a freaking crayon, whatever it is, but something that gives you the hope that if you do pursue this, things will work out, Mm -hmm. that things are going to get better. There is faith in knowing that if you dive in the deep end, you're not going to drown. There is hope that at the end of this marathon, I'm going to see the finish line through hell or high water. So, you know, you got to have that. And if you don't have a source of hope, and if you don't have faith, then you're never going to be able to get past the stump of Mm -hmm. strategizing because with a clogged brain of mess and fear and doubts and worries, there's no way you can sit down and strategize a plan on how to attack this. There's no way you're going to sit down and be like, uh, what do I do? What's step one? What's step two? What's step three? Because you're just full of so much fear, so much negativity. And then when you strategize that plan, what's the next step? Execute it. Immediately, don't sit and wait. Don't blah 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 blah. Just do it. Just go. Get it done. Yeah. Get it done. The first step. Boom. You realize it wasn't that hard, right? Boom. It wasn't that hard. Then after that, start restructuring. Start, you know, uh, uh, create a code of ethics. Create boundaries. Create uh stand for something. You know, mm-hmm. mean something. Like, you know, this is this is who I am, and this is my yes. This is my no. This is the the line. I'm drawing the line. I will never cross it and you will never cross it. And we'll we'll always stay happy that way. But create a new foundation for yourself, man. A code Mm -hmm. of ethics that you can uh, be proud of, feel good of, and other people can obviously recognize. So they know who you are when you walk in a room. And without you saying a thing. Um, And then ultimately, yeah, assess, adapt, and then, um, yeah. And then, you know, recycle. Assess and adapt. That's it. You assess the situation. If you're not progressing, if things are not going well, if um, if money's not coming in, if clients aren't aren't calling you, if people are saying no, assess it. Mm-hmm. How do I adapt? How do I adjust? And then how do I adapt? How am I able to thrive in this recession? How am I able to thrive during COVID? Mm-hmm. What's out there? And then when you do that, always repeat, 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 repeat. You can't sit in a situation where you think you get all figured out. Because there's going to come the other dude, the younger dude, someone else who's going to smoke you. Yep. And then you're going to be that person.
1: Oh, you know,
0: when I was in school I used to throw the football over the <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: Not very far, but. Uh, I it. <laughs> no, I think yeah, it, it, and to kind of wrap on this, but, you know, the COVID in, in business and what it's what it's done and what it will do, um, which is sad in a lot of aspects, but I you know, I don't want to say a thinning of the herd in in a in a life death situation, but there are people who when you when this type of challenge, unexpected challenge happens, the immediate thought process doesn't go to, okay, how do I adapt to the current climate, the current situation? What are things that I know that I I can't do? I can't go and and sell beard products to barbershops that are not open. I can't. It doesn't, you know.
0: Hey, I, well, you can cut the hell out of out, 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 out of a lawn. Can you mow lawn? Yeah. You can mow the hell out of a lawn. I bet. But if you there don't, you go.
2: what are you using your time for? Because exactly. it'd be really easy to go. Well, uh, you know, this this didn't work. It's never gonna. It's never gonna bounce back. You know, I went in and we got a couple of contracts to white label for other companies. You know, so we're doing stuff, not even our brand, <laughs> but we're using utilizing our knowledge and and uh and and capabilities and location to be able to to do stuff for others because that's what is currently available. People will throw in the towel, businesses will close, small businesses will not reopen because there's not they don't go through that assessment of, okay, here's the current situation. And yeah, it's tough. It sucks. Can you wake up one day and everything's open, next day everything's closed, then it's open, then it's closed, then it's open at fifty percent cap. And then there's new rules and regulations and you know, and you have to have, I think, empathy and understanding for the businesses that you work with to yeah. know that they are also struggling through this time. Mm-hmm. But the ones that come out on the other side, I think will be in a much better place. Um, you know, stronger, they'll know what they are able to, to survive. Um, and that's, that's going to be the thinning of the herd. Cause you're going to have a lot of people that are like, it's going to be, it's easier for me, you know, this is too much. You know, I, I, I need to go out and, and get a nine to five or I got to go, you know, flip burgers because I can't, I can't make the adjustment. And not, not, again, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. But if, but you, if you're not going to find ways to adjust and make your business, you know, malleable you know, a little bit, you know, then you all know need, our
0: worth. Yeah. We know what we're worth. We know what we can give. We know what we can provide to the world. And if you're selling yourself short because you're not willing to adapt And you're now letting yourself die and you have to flip burgers, not a fucking problem. Listen, that is a much of a dignified job as any other job and a needed job. But you know your value, and now you're selling yourself short because you're not willing to do some the hard work, you know, you're not willing to put in that work. Right. So don't tell me about the glory days and the things you used to have now that you're flipping burgers. Right. Because and don't complain about flipping burgers either, my friend, because You chose to do it when you had an option not to. So, you know, that's the way it works, right? Um, I'm looking at it the same way. You know, I'm looking at it as there's a need. I'm going to provide it. I'm going to build relationships. My, just my, my presence is different. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, I try to stay in fashion and I just dress very colorfully. Um, And um, I like people. People suck, but I love them. I do. (laughs) You know I do. They they some people just uh, suck so bad, but some people it's like you know you I want to help, right? I would just have this earth desire to help. So right. with the creativity aspect of it, man, I can create. Uh, you know, now some people want you know Hollywood stuff, and I don't know about that. They w- they want Hollywood uh, a production with uh, you know Dollar Tree, a budget. yeah. So it's like I don't know what you're talking about, guys. So
2: CGI, oh, uh, no,
0: yeah, right. No, <laughs> can I have the drone in for free? No, sir. No. Um, <laughs> no aerial shots for you. So. Yeah. You know, there are companies that won't last. And they were there before COVID, my friend. Mm-hmm. COVID just expedited their demise. Right. You know, and then there's companies that are still thriving. Right now, actually a day or two after COVID happened, they said, okay, I see what's happening. We gotta slip, we gotta switch, we gotta adapt, no matter what. God, I know one company, one bar in town, bar, restaurant, beach, I don't know what it's called. It's a downtown area. I'm not gonna specifically, I know the owner, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, if you can believe this or not, I was told the other day, the first week of COVID on fish Friday, they did the delivery, whatever stuff. Because nobody can come in. Of course, Right. they ran out of fish. They ran out of fish, bro. No one, not a soul in there. They ran out of fish yeah. delivering. So hello. It's not that the market's not there. It's that you're not adapting. Right. You're not adjusting and you're not seeing the signs that are telling you, wake up. Like I personally believe, there's a higher power. Like there's God. I believe in God. You know, but I believe that, like there's signs, man. You will be put through things in your life, horrible crisis things, just depressing, dark things on purpose because it's a moment of growth. And if you don't oh. see this a moment of growth, and if you don't see this God kicking you in the ass and saying, time to start changing things up, right. because if you stay stuck, you're going to be stuck forever. Then you're then that's it. You're you're done. And I believe that it happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if, and most of us learn it, we learn to adjust. We learn to adapt. We learn from our mistakes or others' mistakes. And those who don't are the ones that stay always, you know, the haters, right. The, the negatives. Oh, you know, they're not the ones that see the sun out the window. They're the ones that see the fingerprints on the window. Right. You know, it's like, come on, really? Yeah. You know, so that's, that's, that's the mentality. And um, I know I swear, I know I got a lot of stuff, but um. You know, in this community, it's a you know a certain kind of community, right? The Midwest hospitality, the Midwest a uh, 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 kindness. Um, but you know, once you pull, peel the veils off, right? Peel the layers away, and you start seeing what people really are like behind mm-hmm. that hospitality. You start noticing that there's a lot of lost people, a lot of people who, who who are stuck, who just need that guidance, who just need that leadership, or need someone to do it for them because they're afraid. Um, and a lot of people who refuse to because um, changing and adapting. Goes outside of what others, you know, what people expect of them, or what the the, the culture is, right. and and they will never go against that. So they'd rather fold, bankruptcy, divorce, and do all that before they ever learn and change, which yeah. is very sad. And you know, hopefully, uh, COVID will um, you know, let people realize that uh, we got to get back down to who we are, to our purpose in life, apply value to something more than work and more than money, and at the same time. Try to chase it so it can give us money and make a better life for us to live, less stressful and more happy. That's the goal, I guess.
2: That's a great, great thing to wrap on right there, man. Appreciate the time, Carlos. As always, uh, you know you love you, buddy. You know my my inspirations, motivators. I mean, it's a, you know I think we're both pretty self-motivated um, and and I think driven. There's there's a certain certain level above being motivated. It's called drive, and it's there's an obsession and there's discipline, and I think you have. All of those things which is why we get along so well, because we. Yeah,
0: and, and I tell you, we're going to work together one day. I can see it happening. Maybe. I don't know when, but it will happen. Sooner than it later, will. my
2: sooner than later, my friend. Sooner than later. That's <laughs> hey, it. Hey, take care of yourself, man. Uh, let's stay in touch. And uh, and again, thank you for the time. And and thank you know, you. You know, I got you back on all your stuff moving forward. So it's rock and roll. Likewise, Toby. All right, stay up. Take care of yourself. Thank you.